0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the latest HR on the Offensive Podcast. It's me, Chris, your host back again, as always. And as always, I always love a partner in crime from Lace to join me on my podcast. And today's partner, who has been pre-selected from a vetted list of many, is uh, the wonderful Adam Morris, who's the senior manager at Lace Partners. Ad, you right? right? I'm very good, thank you. How are you, Chris? I'm good, man. I'm good. We're going all things payroll today, which is why I'm wheeling you out, but not just you, our wonderful guest. Now, our guest has attended today a couple of our payroll forums that we run, and Adam and I have uh, chatted to our guest a couple of times, and we've always thought we should get her on a pod, because number one, she's got really interesting opinions, and number two, she doesn't mind sharing them. So I've got Anna Lau joining us. Anna, how are you doing?
1: I'm very well. How are you both?
0: We are good. We are good oh. now. Anna, you're the uh, you're the head of payroll at the P P H E Hotels Group.
1: Yes, uh, I work for PPHG Hotel Group. I head the payroll function for the UK, the Netherlands and Italy. Obviously, it, it, the company is what it says on the tin. It's a hotel chain. They've got hotels mainly in Europe and obviously quite a, a strong presence in the UK. Been with the company now for eight and a half years. So I've done everything and anything in terms of payroll, pensions, benefits. I work really closely with the internal stakeholders to make sure that my department delivers and aligns directly with the strategic. Strategic objectives, which at the moment, the company is striving to grow quite rapidly. So my job is to ensure that however, that whatever that growth looks like, whatever the company's, whatever direction the company's going into, I'm there to make sure people get paid accurately and on time.
0: Lovely. And so, of course, when we were chatting, so we were chatting at a recent forum towards the beginning of the year over some drinks, and you're quite a passionate person when it comes to the representation of payroll as a function, as as an industry, if you like. And that's why Adam and I, when we, when we were talking, we said, you know what, we should get you on to talk about this. So I want to dive straight into this. What we're going to do, ladies and gents listening to the podcast, we are going to go, we could go in all different directions here, but we want to talk almost holistically from a the payroll function as it, as it is, how is it represented, you know, the brand of payroll and things like that. And we've done a couple of podcasts like that, but I think Anna's got some interesting ideas. So let's kick off just with a first kind of opening question, just so I can get your thoughts Anna around some of the biggest challenges that you see kind of payroll professionals are coming up against at the moment?
1: So we'll we'll, we'll touch on a few things. And I think when we say challenges, I think it's important to say that they're challenges and opportunities at the same time. So obviously one that lots of people in the industry have been speaking about for the last few years and, and more recently post-pandemic is technology so technologies have all been quite rapidly we've all heard about chat gbt about ai and and how that's going to impact the world but specifically for payroll i think it's quite revolutionary and i think it's a huge opportunity for the industry then to automate some of those transactional stuff you know the day-to-day time and attendance all the tax tax calculations you know all the ad hoc payments all the regular payments everything automated via the um via technology enabled by tech by the technology uh, you know emerging all the time and then to release that time to then think okay, what is it that I can do to add value to the business? Because let's not forget, payroll is a support function, we don't generate any revenue, we don't make any money for the business. And a lot of the times, that's the challenge of back of house or support functions. Because if you're not revenue generating, obviously, you're not at the forefront of the business and their thinking and their strategy. So that's where we're stuck a little bit is, and that's how I see the biggest challenge at the moment is that we're stuck in that place where technology is evolving rapidly. A, A lot of our day-to-day is automated and then that releases that time to business partner with the business but the my biggest question is are we ready do we have what it takes to move into that direction do we have the skill set knowledge expertise confidence to business partner truly in the true sense of business partnering so I think that's one aspect is the emergence of of technology and I think another aspect is now with the world getting smaller we all know post-pandemic And certainly I was quite amazed to see very, very soon after the pandemic, when people started going back to work, there was this huge hype about work from anywhere. You can work from the beach, you can work from the bar, you can work from, you know, wherever in the world you could work for. And I think what's really nice to see now that a lot of organisations have actually caught up with the fact that you can't just work from anywhere because, you know, payroll taxation is hugely complex, especially when you talk about cross-border employees and what that means in terms of where are you tax resident? Where are you resident for social security? How can an organisation that doesn't have a presence in all these work from anywhere countries, how do they then manage that compliance and, and, and process and pay people accurately and on time? It's hugely, hugely complicated. So I think that's another challenge that payroll faces at the moment because there are pressures from employers to enable them to source talent from all these different parts of the world to get the best people for the job. However, it's not as easy once you start then going down to paying people, going down to the compliance, taxation, residency, and so on. So I think that's another big challenge. So I think that, you know, there's lots of other challenges in terms of talent and retention and attraction to the industry as well, whereas payroll has been this traditional back-of-house function. And it's, you know, not many people know about about payroll. Not many people think, oh, I'm just going to follow a career in payroll. So I think the industry is currently struggling to to attract the newer generation of payroll those people that are going to be able to navigate through those technological advances like second nature
0: i just want to touch on that actually as you were just talking about the technology and you obviously speak to people all of the time in the payroll profession you speak to your peers and you get talking to them do you get a sense that Payroll teams, senior payroll professionals need to be more bolder in trying to drive forward this com- this idea of embracing the technologies or automation. Because does it stand to reason that unless they do and because of the complex nature of payroll, as you said, like the international, particularly when you're dealing with international, the only way that. An organ, an individual, or a team can be seen as that strategic partner, is if they're embracing this idea of automation and tech to take away those manual tasks, which then allows them to focus on more strategic ways in which they can deliver their up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I speak to people all the time. You're right. And there's a good mix between people that have been in this industry for a long time. They thrive during change. They love the fact that technology has enabled that uh, then to to, uh, park that transactional and for them to focus on that, uh, you know, business partnering, on, you know, on strategy, on driving themselves as an individual, as a professional, but also their departments forward. But unfortunately, there still is a significant section of the industry where that forward thinking and and embracement of technology isn't happening. And and in my view, it is because people are scared of change. Always what you don't know and what you don't understand scares us. So because technology is coming at us thick and fast, all these different solutions out there, sometimes it can be quite confusing. And You know, how do I embrace this technology? How do I get to know it? How do I get to manage it, master it, implement it in my area? So then I can move forward and develop those Strategic skill set, so it's a good mix. I do think there's still there's still a lot of uh, of room to grow in that area, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, that's thank you, Anna. And that's that's really interesting as well. And I think it's something that we see. Obviously, not just in payroll, but kind of really across the whole kind of payroll and HR landscape at the moment is is how do we utilise technology as an enabler rather than it being maybe what we've seen over kind of like the last ten years and that kind of end goal. We want to put in this technology because we've we've heard it's good, but actually, how do we put in that technology to to, to help facilitate where we want to be as a function and help facilitate also where where we want to be as a as an organisation? There's there's another the point in terms of that facilitation as well which is something that you and i have spoken about quite a lot and it's something we're both passionate about is around that entry of new people into our kind of payroll capability like are you able to expand on that in any way and kind of what recommendations or what things are you seeing out there to try and make a payroll a bit more of a of an attractive career proposition to either new entrants into into the function or to people who are who are new to their careers
1: yeah, and, and I've had a lot of conversations. Obviously, we've had conversations, but also I've, I've had a lot of conversations with other unlike-minded people in the industry. And I think, in my view, it's a combination of two things. Number one, we really need to formalise that career path. What does being in payroll from start to finish be? So generally, how do you get into payroll? What does that look like? What are the different depths in the career path for you to get to a payroll director or a, a VP for payroll? You know, to that point where where you sit at the top table. So I, I think at the moment, because where we have payroll as an in-house function, payroll as an outsource provision, I think the career path looks slightly different. And also in my view, the technical skill set expertise is, is slightly different depending on which way you want to go. So I think if we were as an industry to focus on formalizing that career progression, to make it clear for those that have no idea what payroll is all about, what their career will look like from start to finish, what is the earning potential, what are the qualifications needed and, you know, the skill set required to navigate through that career path. And I think the second opportunity is at the moment, I feel that we're giving a lot of platform and a lot of voice to the people that are constantly complaining about being undervalued, not recognized by their organization. And 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 although we know that those situations exist, I feel that they're rather in the minority minority rather than in the majority and there's there are a lot of successful people in the industry and I think we should be championing these examples and these people should be a lot more vocal about how successful they've become in their career what challenges they've come across how they've overcome those challenges to get where they got to and how they've turned that payroll career into a huge success to be able to show to the next generation to almost quantify what that success looks like in in the payroll industry. And there's, there's a, especially in the UK, I know, you know, a lot, a lot of people that have made it there, you know, all the way to the top table, they've been hugely su- successful. So I think showcase more of that and show people what good looks like and what success looks like
2: great yeah and i guess you're also one of those people as well anna which is why we've uh, we've invited you, oh, onto this, you onto this podcast as as, as well i see there, there must be several people listening to this and what you've just said there resonates with with what they they're hearing and they're maybe thinking actually i would quite like to be one of those people who is strategically aligned it, it has that career path kind of in in front of them as somebody who obviously works in an organization where it's really critical that that payroll and business objectives are aligned how have you positioned yourself maybe away from that transactional part though it's important and maybe to that that business partner that you are seen seen as what sort of tips or suggestions might you have for for listeners of this podcast to to maybe help them position themselves better in their organizations
1: well, I would say is number one is to build relationships with everybody in the organization. One one thing that everybody knows about me in the office is that I'm very loud. I'm always there. I speak to everybody. I get involved in everybody's business. And I even got told recently, oh, we, we know when you're in the office and we know when you're not in the office because it's very quiet when you're not in the office. And I mean, jokes aside, people know when I'm there because I like to build relationships. I talk to people about everything and anything. I like to know challenges. challenges. Challenges my peers are facing in, in internally within the organization. I'm quite curious about what the organization is working towards, what is happening in operations, in what direction the business is going to. So I'm very inquisitive. I ask a lot of questions because for me, the value in that is if I know what the business is doing, if I know what direction it's going to, I can then relate how my department can then support the business to achieve those objectives. Or if they're going through a massive challenge, I'm thinking, How is it that I can help? What knowledge and skill set do I have to help that particular area of the business? And, you know, if I had a penny for the amount of times I've been told, why are you getting involved in that? That's not payroll. I would be a rich woman today. And the reason why I get involved in stuff that potentially isn't directly related to payroll is because I want to build those relationships. And if there is something that I can help and support, then I will do that. So I I would say, in a nutshell, is building those internal relationships, is trying to support the business in the best way possible, even though it's not always clear-cut payroll. And I think another, another... thing that I would suggest to people is try and keep an eye on the ball. Try and, you know, look and see what's happening in the industry, what is new coming to the industry, what legislation is changing, and then be proactive with anything that is impacting our area. Be proactive. For example, minimum wage is going up, or you know, health and social care levy came into into effect. What does that mean for the organisation? Quickly, go away, do some calculations, go to the business and say, based on what's coming, this this is the IF financial impact that I see coming for the business this is what we would maybe need to communicate to the employees in terms of how it's going to affect them so don't always wait which is kind of a typical payroll thing don't wait for things to be asked of you be proactive get out there and try and add the value to your area before you're even asked to do that
0: So would you say on that basis that more payroll professionals need to, when they're setting their own objectives for their own function and how are we going to evolve their own function, needs to get better at saying rather than just what's in my world and the objectives that I want to set for my function, broadening out to what are the business objectives, how can I absorb what the business objectives are and then apply that to my sort of part of the business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's about aligning your objectives in the department to the organisational objectives. And it's not just payroll. Every single business function needs to align their objectives to what the organization is trying to achieve. Only that way, the organization is is going to be successful. And let's face it, as a payroll function, as a support function, not revenue generating, like we were saying earlier, function, we need to focus on supporting the organization, achieving its objectives. I know that our immediate objective in a nutshell is to pay people accurately and on time, but why? Why, why do we have that objective to pay people accurately and on time? Because those people that we're paying are the ones delivering on behalf of the organization. So if I think it, from my perspective, I aim to pay, as an example, all our receptionists accurately and on time. Why am I doing that? because those people are the customer facing people. They will be greeting guests. They will be making sure they charge the correct amount. They will be making sure the guests are all satisfied. And all our rating, as you see on all the travel websites, are you know as, as, as high as they can be. And although sometimes people say to me, but payroll doesn't align to the organizational objective. Well, actually we do, because if I didn't pay that receptionist accurately and on time, imagine how disengaged and demotivated and worried they would feel about their financial well-being and how that's going to impact on the guests that they're checking in and how that guest is going to then review the business and decide whether to return or not in the future so of course it, you know it's it, it's it should be a given it shouldn't be of oh maybe i'll try this you should be this is my prime objective my prime objective is to support the business objectives
0: yeah, it's about seeing like, it's that wider picture, isn't it? It's the, what's the urban, there's an urban legend. I think I've, an urban myth, I think I've said it on this podcast before. Of, I think it was the president going around NASA uh, a NASA center and speaking to like a janitor and saying, well, what do you do? And the janitor says, I've helped put people on the moon. It's like being able to see that kind of, you know, indirect ability, my impact, everyone's impact, you know, is all working towards the same sort of goal of the business. And it's having having that mindset. I just cycle us back just as to what you were talking about earlier about change because i thought this was interesting and i've just written this one down and it's an open question for you Anna. based on what you were just talking about are payroll professionals more scared or averse to change because of in their minds the immediate repercussions of if something goes wrong i mean we would we were talking about it earlier on in the context of technology but is it because i mean i've worked in businesses where the payroll doesn't get paid on a last fr- friday of the month for whatever reason and everyone just loses it because oh we've all got direct debits to pay and my direct debits come out in 2 days time so you need to pay me otherwise i'm in arrears and da 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 da, da. do you think that contributes it because of the immediate kind of tactical approach that some payroll functions but also businesses and the way that they perceive the payroll function do you think that's what makes them averse to change?
1: Well, it's interesting you say that because I actually feel that payrollers are not adverse to change at all because the amount of change we've had to embrace and apply for businesses over the last few years. I mean, the pandemic is a classic example. You know, it's changing every day. You know, we were all holding our breath for every Friday for, for all the changes. So I don't think it's necessarily a fear of change. I feel that it's a fear of imposed change, which they don't understand and which they can't control. So I think when change is directly affecting us when it comes to legislation or anything that we are used to applying, digesting, understanding, it's fine. I think we're very good at you know turning around huge amounts of change successfully. My view is, is when the change comes from an area which we're very uncomfortable with, and I think technology is one of them, because we like to have manual calculations. We like to know how to digest the pace from start to finish. We like to be able to explain to everybody how tax works even if it takes us a couple of days to get there so that's the kind of change that you know we can manage because we've got control of and we understand however when the change comes from an area that we perceive it to be bigger than us i think that's what scares us
2: so i guess then in 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 into in that sense what are some of those those hard questions that payroll needs to be asking itself then if we take into account that that th- those points are just raising there particularly the probably the higher focus on technology the higher focus on 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 change that globalizing world that we spoke about what are those hard questions that payroll need to be asking itself and and what in your view are maybe some of the the answers or at least some of the things that payroll should be thinking about to answer those hard questions
1: yeah, I think. And again, I've had this conversation with so many people and, and you hear a lot of people, you know, saying, what well, we can't actually say that because that's going to offend a lot of people. Right. But I think if we don't do that introspection, if we don't do that reflection to say, where are we now? What is going to happen in the short medium to long term? Where do we want to position ourselves and what is it that we need to get there? Like I said, there's there's there are many many successful payroll people that are ready to change the world of payroll that are ready to embrace the future. However, there is a significant section of the industry that isn't. and I think that's where the you know the, the, the critical reflection needs to take place to say yes, technology is coming what does that mean for me as a payroll manager of company X that is currently focusing on the transactional and the day-to-day stuff? Where do I see myself once technology takes over 80% of that transactional that I hold so dear to me? What does that mean for me? Where do I then want to be and what is it that I need to get there? And I, I can appreciate that it's it's probably difficult for some people to do that individually. However, I think there is a place for the leaders in the industry, for government bodies, for trade associations, for communities like LACE to help these people set a standard and say, those that have been successful, those that represent the industry are going to lead from the front and are going to say, this is what where we need to go as an industry, and this is what we need to get there. Because let's be realistic and and contextualize it in, in realistic terms. Technology is taking over the transactional. And you know, over the next few years, I would probably assume a good 80% of what we do on a day-to-day basis in terms of the transactional will be enabled automatically by technology. And I think that's a great thing. I think that is a fantastic thing because the 20% that's left, we can then use that to build on growing towards that business partnering. However, we need skills specific skill set we need influencing skills good communication skills we may maybe need some financial skills because if you are putting a proposal for your organization for anything you need to you need to know how to put the the calculations together what do they mean for the business and you know why are you putting those calculations together you need presentation skills you need to be able to summarize that information because in payroll are very good to giving the detail but who is going to sit there and go through 23 pages of powerpoint presentation nobody and also being you know building that confidence and that knowledge and the and, and the skill set and we really need to formalize that what skill sets do we need what what knowledge do we need to gather to be able to become that strategic business partner because we said that transactional is going to be dealt with by technology and i think this is Part of the critical, realistic reflection that we need to do as an industry and as in, as individuals, part of the industry. Where am I now as an individual? Where do I want to get and what are the gaps? What is it that I need to learn to get where I need to get? Because otherwise, in my opinion, if I don't keep myself up to date, if I don't keep myself relevant, I will be pushed to the edges of the industry or potentially even out of the industry because there will be somebody else that will be coming and filling that gap. So, and I think this is not unique to the payroll industry. I think all industries are subject to this. And obviously I'm an accountant. That's how I started. I started off as an accountant and then I found payroll and I never looked back. So in the accountancy industry, I attend numerous events and, and the same questions happen there as well. Is is Of course, the transactional is going to be dealt with by technology. What is is it that we want to be as an industry? How do we want to position us going forward? And without having those difficult conversations with ourselves to say, well, actually, I want to be a strategic business partner, but I'm not ready to be there yet. And, and you often see a lot of people in payroll at the moment, they don't want to have those conversation, conversations. They don't want to acknowledge that they're not ready to move to the, to the next level. Sometimes they are not even aware of where they need to be and what they need to learn. So again going back to my previous point was you know trade associations government bodies your payroll forums and and, and all the other kind of established knowledgeable organizations have a duty and responsibility to formalize that and to help people on that journey.
0: I think that's a really, really good point. And it all boils down to that commercial mindset, doesn't it? And as you said, more, this isn't just a payroll specific thing, but more functions, particularly the The traditionally seen back office type functions, having that commercial mindset, being that commercial sort of almost consultative approach is really, really important. And it's a behaviour and a skill which lots of organisations are looking for. I do wonder what the future holds when people are trying to look for that next generation of talent. And let's focus in, because obviously we're talking about payroll, on the payroll sector. Is there is it incumbent on payroll leaders to start looking at, okay, well, let's start looking at certain people that exhibit certain behaviours, Certain they're asking certain questions around uh, commercial-based questions that are going to almost commercially and consultatively give ask those difficult questions around how do we link this to business objectives and stuff like that. I think that's quite fascinating. I've only got one more question. Adam, if you've got any more questions, mine's the old, where are we at? What's your utopia in five years time, Anna? If we're sitting on this podcast and we're having a chat, where would you like to, and and you come along to our forums and you go on to the, you go along to CIPP events and other such sort of bodies what do you what conversations do you want to be having because some of the challenges that we're facing at the moment have been solved where where's your head at from that perspective
1: That's an interesting one. I don't think all the challenges will be solved because as with anything, as we solve a problem, we move on to the next. So there will constantly be challenges. And I think if we look back in the industry, that there have always been challenges. And again, with challenges comes a lot of opportunity as well. However, in five years time, what I would like to see is I would like to see a lot of Directors of payroll, a lot of VPs of payroll. I would like to have conversations around strategy. I would like to have conversations around direction. I would like to have conversations around coaching and mentoring of the next generation. And I would like to have conversations around the fundamental change that we drove to the industry in the last five years and how transactional the department was perceived and how in in that five years time, how strategic the department has become and how well it is regarded within organization as a critical business function. And also with that, I would like to have conversations about the qualifications that we developed with more of a strategic line to them rather than the operational and the manual calculations and, and, and so on to enable us to move to the next level. Because going back to the point that you were making earlier about that commercial mindset it's great because some people are you know naturally inclined and they're very shrewd and they're very knowledgeable however many of us need proper training and qualifications to develop that level of skill set and that mindset as well so that that's the kind of conversations I envisage that we will have in five years time is how is it that we support businesses from the strategic position where we would be finding ourselves in
0: yeah i think that's a really really good kind of rally cry to end us on delivering more strategic payroll professionals with a sort of that that commercial mindset really really great way to end that that rally cry anna and if you want to get in contact with anna to join her in the rally cry where can people find you anna
1: LinkedIn. I think everybody's on LinkedIn at the moment. I try to be quite active on there. So just search me up. I'll connect. Let's have a chat. I'll be more than happy to.
0: Lovely stuff. Well, Anna, it's been absolutely fantastic uh, having on you on the podcast today. Thank you very much for your thoughts and your passion for the payroll industry. It really, really shines through. So thank you.
1: Thank you for having me, and I look forward to seeing you both again.
0: Yes. uh, See you at the next payroll forum. And Adam, as always, brilliant to have you along, mate. And uh, firing the questions at Anna. Cheers, thank you both. You can, of course, find this podcast wherever you get your podcast. We've done a whole range of different pods. If this is the first time that you're listening, we've done stuff around transformation. We've done stuff around change. We've done stuff around neurodiverse talent. We've got all kinds of anything to do with people, and that's where we're at. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please give us some feedback if you'd like to hear anything particular. We're all ears. But from myself, from Anna, from Adam, I'd like to say thank you very much for listening to the HR on the Offensive podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.